Thank you for joining us today on the Broski Doodles podcast. Your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes, like always. I was making some hot dogs right now. I was selling in the streets. I came right here. I'm doing the podcast. We got your boy, Big John, DJ BJ, in a building like always with his gold link. And that shit is real. No, he did not take it from the pawn shop. But no, that shit is real. And today I want to get to the subject real quick. I don't want <laughs> proof. You got to prove to these motherfuckers. I don't want to have you, you know, waiting around to, to see what we're going to talk about. This is about Tiger Woods. This is a new documentary, Tiger. A.K.A. El Tigre. Oh, El Tigreazo. Oh, holy shit. The DR is in the building. I mean, yeah, right now. I'm going to tell you straight up how I feel about the documentary. I think Tiger mm -hmm. is a fucking badass. He's a beast, a monster. I don't think he should apologize to anybody except his family. And I mm -hmm. think everybody else got to go suck a dick and, 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 and fuck off. I mean, this guy's a fucking G. Wow. What do you think? I mean, there's really a lot to unpack in, in this uh, whole series, um, starting from his youth all the way to to his uh, when he like was playing through a, a busted, uh, broken knee with no ACL. That was, I mean, that takes a lot of uh, a lot of character, a lot of uh, courage, a lot of uh, mental fortitude to be able to per, like prevail even through the worst of uh, situations and still keep going and still, you know, like. X, X, excel and you know be a, a like a, a 14 time 15 time pga champion or something like, I, don't, like, i don't know or like a master's champion like it was it was something ridiculous like the amount of times that he that he won and all the different events that he won um and then all uh, all all the all while this um while this was happening behind the scenes that whole situation with uh, him and his mistresses and you know his family and I mean, it's it's a lot. It's a lot for a person to go through, and then have the constant pressure of people on your back, um, the media, the pu uh, public uh, eye, and just people like looking at you every single little move you make, and and him still being able to achieve greatness. It's it's a lot for a person. Do you think that? Because, yeah, I found that to be e e extremely, um, e extremely admirable. The fact that even with the bullshit that he was going through and how lost he would have felt, right? Because in many, in many aspects of life, he was still a kid, a child. He wasn't, he had, he had not developed a lot of the social things that you would have at that, at that stage in life. Mm -hmm. And he was still able to concentrate when he was in that pitch and just fuck it up and, and, and win. Mm-hmm. Do you think he should have apologized? You know, like in, in, in the documentary, they show this part where he like publicly apologizes for, to, you know, to his fans and shit. Do you think that was right? I mean, did it, so it, it, like, was it right for him to have to apologize for him? Like wanting to chase pussy and, and, you know, like fuck mad bitches and shit. I mean, like we can't use the word bitches because that's, that's okay. not nice, but um i mean to, like if we're not gonna use that word it's because you personally feel like uh, it's not the right word to talk about this right women, but not because the word itself is something that's not allowed in the broski doodles in the broski doodles, right right we allow all type of speech to to be taking place even the ones that we don't like 
Uh, so yeah, so the bitches, they no. <laughs> <laughs> so the bitches, no. So um, like him having so, all those, so those the bitties that he, we can say the bitties, the bitties, <laughs> all these bitties that he was chasing. Uh huh. And uh, I, I feel like it, it was a part of his life where he was like exploring himself, much like uh, in the way that a, that a young person or a teenager or, or an adolescent would have done in in their time but because he wasn't allowed to when when he was young um he kind of like manifested that at an older age when he was already committed to a relationship when he was already uh had kids or had a whole bunch of different life uh, goals completed he he didn't have that part of his life i want to say like his whole phase like he never went through his whole phase before settling down and becoming like you know uh, a stand-up uh individual that people that um people like look up to you know so should he have apologized no because he doesn't have to apologize for being himself like for being tiger he's going out there uh, eating that fresh meat now mm-hmm. did he have to apologize to his wife of course because she doesn't deserve that after her having his back through through thick and thin and doing all, everything that they did um together um if he really wanted to do that and he knew that he wasn't capable of you know differentiating between the two then he should have called it off and then gone, gone and done whatever he wants to do but um he doesn't deserve like he nobody he the public didn't didn't need for him to say i'm sorry for the public to accept that you know that he can do whatever he wants because he's tiger. Um, I feel you now. Um, quick thing, BJ, if you could check on your on your beautiful new headset, if you could try <laughs> to lower the mic a bit because I think it's over the mic. Mm-hmm. I don't. I think you're over peaking a bit, but uh, um, yeah, just try to see if you could do that. I, one thing that I found, I, I feel what you're saying, like. I think I think really the reason, and I, I I think you mentioned this to me in previous conversations, the real reason for that apology must have been uh, a marketing thing, right? Like he needed to keep to make face for the advertisement uh, companies, and more than him really owing an apology to his fans, which we could argue that you could believe that. I don't believe that, but you could argue that really. <clears throat> Is the companies like Nike and other advertisers and so so sponsors, right? That that kind of need something to show to justify continuing to sponsor him, right? Like maybe they deeply don't give a fuck. Like yeah, we'll we'll continue to sponsor you, like whatever. Like, <laughs> but but yeah, you know, in today's world and in in that time, it wasn't as bad as today. But he still needed uh, to do this, I believe, so that the the companies that gave him money could have something to show and, and be like, no, no, he said, he said, he said, he's sorry. So that's why we're going to continue to give him money. You know, I mean, I mean, to, to me, the, the apology was definitely scripted. Like it was, it was written up by, by the company and he just had to say it. Like it didn't seem natural. Like it didn't seem like he would naturally come out and say that somebody, somebody in his PR team tell him, look, you need to go say something because if not, you're going to lose your sponsorship. Do you think that's so justifiable uh, from the outside? Like, would you say like, ah, I get why he did that. Like, that's I would have done that too. Mm-hmm. Or I'm, what do you think? 
I mean, let's see. Justifiable. I don't, I don't know if justifiable is the correct term, but I want to say appropriate for the for the climate at the time. Um, like he needed to say something, but not because he 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 like not because the public deserved an explanation, but because the like you said the 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 company deserved or like the people okay so the people that followed tiger and bought tiger's you know equipment and all that stuff needed to hear him apologize because otherwise they wouldn't want to back him up or they wouldn't want to keep buying his equipment because he's a womanizer or no, no i understand that so would you un- say that so, so, so you're saying like because to to save to save the money income you say one would have to do that yes i i, I think you I'm, would have I, to do I, that. i'm asking if you're tiger do you do that as well or do it's, you it's that, or do you keep it real <laughs> <laughs> you keep it real by, a money move but by a gold link like the one you have and just be like yo <laughs> fuck bitches get money <laughs> it's that it's i mean it's definitely a money move it's definitely uh you know saving face um i i, I need to keep this contract i need to keep food on the table for my family and stuff so right. I, i need to say whatever they want me to say right and i think i i mean i'm, I'm not asking you to put you on the spot i would do it too yeah I no I, i would do it too if I mean, I'm, if you, i'm a multi-millionaire if like I'm, yeah, if, if you i have, have a nike a, sponsorship that gives you over a hundred hundred million a year shit. yeah i'm gonna apologize I did not have any sexual Sorry. interactions with those women. Sorry. Now, in one thing that I noticed, and I and I, and for some reason I, I thought that like big news uh, or mm-hmm. podcast we're gonna talk about this, but nobody I've never th- I never heard anybody talk about this, uh, and so we'll be the first podcast out there, you know. So you know, you know, make it make it count. <laughs> did you see on the documentary? In a in a little way, they kind of outed Michael Jordan and was it Charles Barkley? Yeah, <laughs> like that because they show you how like Tiger got involved in the whole high level escort in in Las Vegas, mm-hmm. and and they show you how like and you and when I saw in the party, it was like an exclusive party, right? You see Michael Jordan, you see uh, Charles Barkley, you kind of feel like oh. The, It almost felt like there's gotta be like this click, right? Of like mm-hmm. famous ass people that meet in these parties with these exclusive escorts. And even the escort said, like, here nobody talks about anybody, like no this nothing gets out because mm-hmm. it would it would hurt their own business, right? Like right. keeping But isn't it funny how like you saw there like, oh yeah, like Michael Jordan Michael Jordan parties, you know. Yeah. Charles Barkley, they party, you know, and, and you could see how it goes. <laughs> It almost seems, it, it, I mean, it did. It, it almost seems, no, that was not the word. Like, it literally was that Tiger was kind of like the nerd there. And he didn't even know how, you know, like, even the guys were like, he's like, how do I do this? And they're like, you just say I'm Tiger Woods and that's it. So it was like, did you find that, that a, 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 bit, a bit funny that they outed the, them like that? Right. And, that, and that, that line was coming from Michael Jordan. He's like, he asked Michael Jordan, he's like, oh, what do I do? And he's like, oh, you just sound like you're Tiger Woods. Yeah, like I could relate to Tiger because it almost felt like like Tiger would would look at these women and they're like, and he almost would feel bad that his 
his thing is like, oh, I'm this person. You know what I mean? Like, I could put my, myself in issues and I would also feel uncomfortable. Like, I don't know if I'll be good owning, owning like, if I'm famous, right? Owning that and being like, yeah, that's who I am. Let's fuck type shit. Like, it, it's a bit, <laughs> it's a bit strong. Coming in strong. Yeah, but, but at the end of the day, you're showing that you have confidence in yourself because of who you are and the status that you've achieved. And if they like it, great. If not, then you move on to the next one that, that will like it, you know? What 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 are you I there guess. to do? You're not there to to mingle and have and make friends and stuff like that. You're I mean, there you for, could, for... You, I mean, you could play some Monopoly, you know. Yeah, I mean, you could <laughs> some strip <They're> Monopoly. Play, <laughs> they're, they're playing Monopoly, right? They're playing Monopoly. Some strip Monopoly for sure. Now he could have kept going with this high level escorts forever. He uh -huh. could have kept the game going. His his wife, his family, and then he would go every uh -huh. once in a while to Las Vegas because he needed to do marketing for his golf you know things <laughs> and, of course and he would you know bang 10 blonde chicks in las vegas now he could he could have done this just like the others that we spoke about probably kept doing this and are still doing this right which is, <clears throat> which is hey by the way totally fine i mean not only legal but perfectly fine if, if you're a single guy or whatever Right. And and also, I'm not even going to, I don't know if it's legal to do that if you're married, but I mean, I don't know if there's a law against it precisely. Um, I mean, yeah, kind of. <laughs> am I being stupid? Like I'm being re like retarded right now, like by not, I mean, adultery, is I, that like an actual crime? It's it's not a crime, but it's it's enough for, for you to get a divorce. Like you're not going to go to jail for it. Oh, okay, you, okay, yeah. But she can use it as a defense in court for Right, divorce. like, I mean, like, okay, so what, I, I mean, if, if you're not married, then there's not even, like, a moral thing against it. Uh, no, it's but perfectly reasonable married, to do that, uh-huh. Yeah, so I'm not, you know, like, sort of talking shit about that or knocking on it. <laughs> so, but he could have kept, like, if you sort of, if you want to be the villain here and think about, like, how could you have keep, kept on cheating on your wife and everything pretty, he could have mm. done it. He had enough money where he where he was going to escorts that would definitely not tell because they're getting paid good enough for this. He decided to have a sentimental attachment with these girls, mm. and that's when shit goes wrong. It, would you agree? I, I mean, that's my view. That I mean, yes and no. The fact that he did make a, a sentimental attachment to the to the girl, kind of like. Um, it caused them to come out once the shit hit the fan. But um, the biggest issue I see here was the the constant um, vigilance of the of the paparazzi of the people. Like not, now, I can't I can't look at, at men's fitness the same anymore because now I'm like because um, the company, the National Enquirer, told him like, look, when they first caught him, they showed him some pictures and they're like, look. Um, what are you gonna do about this? This is gonna print tomorrow, and he's like, "No, no, no! I'm gonna cover it up and and pay you whatever just to not do that." And they're like, "No, no! Just show up on muscle on Men's Fitness on the front cover, and you're and we're good." So then you then like he comes out on Men's Fitness. I'm like, "Does everybody on Men's Fitness have like a, a like an issue where they get caught?" And then they're like, "Oh, now I have to be on Men's Fitness," you know, like like that. Right. Um, 
that that being said, had he like had nobody ever been following him and photograph him doing whatever he's doing and have proof, would he have to have ever owned up? Yeah, but but yo, he did. He was he was slipping. Like remember that everything he gets caught because he goes to do that. If I'm not wrong, the open in Australia, and he takes his main bitch. Right. And his wife is there too. Right. He he has the girl, the other girl, at another hotel. And I mean, I watched a documentary a few weeks back. I was waiting for you to watch it for people. Mm. You know, if people are wondering why that would be uh, that I have that I whatever that I'm not fresh on it, but I almost think he even took her. She was there on the competition, <laughs> so so he was slipping. I mean, I don't know I about believe. if he, if she was there on, at the competition while he was there, but I do know that he she was in the same hotel where he was staying at, and she actually went to the to the room, but. Once again, the only reason that they that he found that they found out was because the National Enquirer sent somebody over to yeah, Australia. Yeah, but, okay, dude, but what I'm saying to is, follow him. I mean, I, I guess. Okay, what I'm trying to say is, if instead of that, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess what you're saying is, even if it was just to go to some whorehouse in Australia, the Enquirer would have seen it anyways as well. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but. I don't know. I think he was he was being too too wild. I mean, especially knowing the amount of eyes they have on him. Even if you don't know, there's a specifically piece of shit magazine trying to find dirt on you. You should mm-hmm. know there's eyes on you, and you have right. this girl on your hotel. Like, wait till you get back home. Then you go to Las Vegas, and then you go to these crazy parties and fuck. Like, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I don't understand the the levels of of. Uh, of temptation that that uh-huh. is you know you you you're not at the, you're not at that level yet monetarily wise right uh but he almost felt like he said like oh i need you here for me to play this game like i find that i mean let, let, let's start by the fact that him cheating and getting involved in all this bullshit that's the wrong thing that he did in mm-hmm. the in, you know to start off to, to start right yeah yeah yeah. so he shouldn't have done that but what i'm saying is if you did that to make this to make whatever you're doing go right if you want to be a cheater and, and make it successfully like you know let's think methodically here i'm not i'm not saying cheat i'm just saying if you were going to you might not want to attach yourself sentimentally to this woman because then uh-huh. it would allow you to continue to do it without any issues so what I don't understand is why he did that. And I, I think you talk about, talked about this. And really, we would say that the real issue here is not that he needed sex, but that he was looking for other sentimental things that he wasn't getting. Uh, like a, a companionship. Yeah, definitely. Um, just the fact that, that they talked about... Um, like, I, I actually... Like, as, as the um, documentary progressed, I felt really more sad than... You know, like like cheering him on, like, hey, yeah, he's he's getting all this, um, all these girls and whatever. But it was more like, cause the the the, the whole thing started with like, oh, he had a like he had a very specific type, a blonde girl, a uh, college years, uh, in that in that time frame, and easy to talk to, intelligent, things like that. He, it 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 reminded me of the fact that of the the his first girlfriend that he had, the back in when he was when he was starting out 
And much like how Nike wrote the letter for him to, to for the press conference, I felt like his father wrote the letter for him to, to tell his girlfriend, you know, we can't see each other because this is and that, whatever. And I mean, I, I don't think at the time the girl would have would have thought like to make him be with her just so she can have his money. Right. I think she actually wanted to be with him and he was a nice guy or whatever. But then that's that was like the crossroads where Tiger went from either being a really good golfer, uh, excellent pro golfer and not having any social skills or any any body to, to be around normally in a normal situation versus you know not being a pro golfer just being a regular golfer maybe you know maybe winning one or two champions but then being with somebody that that he loved and cherished and that whole the whole scenario like you know having a normal life versus having this pro life but you know fucked up on the inside uh mentally and emotionally um Do you so think- i i feel mm-hmm. i feel that when he was looking for those girls, it was a specific type because he was looking to try to emulate that that relationship that he felt was real versus all the other but ones was, that he but had. Wasn't his wife, or what you're trying to say is that because his wife had that look as well, right? But then why why wouldn't he just if if he was getting everything that he needed from his wife, what what forced him to go down the road of looking for you know for sex or for uh, companionship? Because That's what a patriarchal wife, man would say that she wasn't uh, doing the right things for him. Mm, <laughs> no, but um, do you think that what you? I guess what you're trying to say is that he was looking in these other women, the sentimental thing that he got from the first girl that he wasn't mm-hmm. getting from his wife. Uh, like maybe she was nice to him. Maybe she she did treat him with respect and you know and and loved him and. And, and she's a victim he... here too, as well. She, I don't. Oh, she, definitely, she... definitely. Yeah. I. I mean, he's a victim she, as well she... of other things, but I'm saying she's the <laughs> bad one. I mean, she's the one that got hurt here by him. I would say she's the one that got hurt the most. Yeah. Out of out of all the people, um, definitely. And then not only that, but you also have this history of of his father doing these kind of things in front of him when he was young. So I, I'm not gonna say that that because of him seeing his dad do it, that it was okay for him to do it. But the fact that he saw it. I, I will um, say that. I will go ahead and say that because I, I think that just just as much as he learned from his dad all the good things about golf and perseverance and, and you know, all the things that allowed him to reach the success that he had, he also absorbed everything else that his dad taught him even unconsciously and, you know, well, while he was hitting golf balls, the dad would go in the RV and and do his thing. <laughs> so, so would you say that that we are doomed to repeat um, the mistakes of our parents? You know, animals. We are. We, and and especially primates and and humans, we go by repetition. You know, when kids are growing up, they learn by watching others do. And and these are things that are engraved in your in your head, you know. It's sort of like, you know, when they say that people that abuse others were abused. Uh-huh. There's a very big indicator of that, yes. Yeah, I'm not saying it's the only factor, but but yeah, and 
I mean, and, and you, I have to even... have, you have to have learned that from somewhere. You, you don't, you're not born with the, with the ability to abuse somebody, you know? And I actually think that in Tiger's situation, <laughs> not only did he end up doing this because he saw it from his father, but he also knew that this hurt, that his father doing that hurt his mom. So I bet it was a very sweet and sour experience for him. It wasn't like, oh, I'm fucking his bitches. No, like, he did it, and then he was like, oh, he probably felt horrible about it, I think. Because he knew that what he was doing is exactly what his dad did, which he hated from his dad. Which is right. why he didn't speak to his dad for, like, many tournaments, right? Up to his father's death. Mm-hmm. So, you know... I know that he fucked up, but to me, it was hard for me to find. It was hard for me to find him or to feel like he was a piece of shit. Like I just felt sad for him. I mean, I also felt inspired by him in the in the scheme of the game, which I want to get right. into. We're getting into the into the you know TMC shit, but I, I do want to get <laughs> into a, the. I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm about to shed a tear. Don't <laughs> do this to me right now, bro. <laughs> But, um, uh, fuck, well, where was I going with my train of thought? Um, that, yeah, that I think that he, you know, his dad influenced him in, in every, in every way, not only in the good ways, but also in the negative ones. And like you said, his wife is the one that suffered the most because imagine also having that, those eyes on you, like that's, that's gotta be shitty, you know, like, uh, right. And I, before we leave this topic of the like the more uh, drama part, dude, I hated the motherfucker they show in the documentary. That's part of the magazine. What's the magazine? Is the the, the the National Enquirer? Oh my god, I wanted him to die. <laughs> the fucking piece of shit. He's like, everyone has secrets, and we're gonna find them. <laughs> but that that also explores a different a different part of like you know human human beings. Like they they enjoy. I don't know if they enjoy more seeing people rise to the top or seeing how hard they fall from the top once they get there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, yeah, man, it's crazy, right? And you see this in social media now where, like, as soon as someone posts something, there's, there's a bunch of people just hating on it. And it's sort of like it, it makes them feel good. And, and this magazine sort of social media things like the national Enquirer, they're just looking for the dirtiest shit right like do like following them and like filming them in like no love you know um people like that shit people like the the dirty like the raunchy stuff like the all the secrets you know yeah like that fucking gossip shit is so disgusting i mean every every one of us has a little bit of that but uh Toxic, yeah, super toxic. Um, moving on to the more, I think, important parts of the documentary and the ones that really hit me is the inspirational part. I do you think that unfortunately, to get to tiger level, you have to have an upbringing as harsh as the one he did, in, in the sense of like how hard his dad was on him. You know, like, do you think it's, it's, it's impossible to reach those levels unless you're doing the thing 16 hours a day since you're fucking three years old? 
I mean, wh when I saw this this uh, uh, documentary, when I started seeing it, I got to like halfway, and I'm like, wow, this is like, this is very close to to the Michael Jackson story, you know? Like, mm. like I feel like the the uh, like the the abuse, whether it be emotional, physical, or um, you know, like different ways of, of, of a child being abused from an early age forces them to have to, you know, excel at, at an, at a, like, ex, like exceedingly alarming rate in order for them to escape it. You know, like they have to be uh, outstanding in everything that they do because one aspect in their life is, is really shitty. So like, kind of like how, like how do you make diamonds? You you have to put apply a lot of pressure and heat to carbon to make them form into diamonds. So kind of like you have to apply a lot of pressure and heat. I mean, theoretically or metaphorically, to to children at a young age to they're either gonna bust and break and they're gonna be broken human beings for the rest of their life. Or they'll excel to greatness, but they'll still slightly be broken on the inside because they missed out on on some sort of basic need that they could have uh, had in their childhood, but they couldn't. Or they did. They didn't because they weren't allowed because of the sport or the the talent or the music or whatever. And then it, it gets to the point where they get reach a crossroad where either they go and live a normal life or they do this great thing, but then they they have to give up. A normal life so that's the, that's really the question Do, would you want your kids to have fame and money at the cost of having a normal life and when you say normal life you know like having like a wife be, kid, be, uh... being able to go to, to uh, like a store to buy something and not have to be uh, accosted by 17 20 camera people uh, not being able to get in your car without a camera guy being on top of you, like, oh, what do you, what did you do last night? Who are you? What are you wearing? What did you do? Uh, I mean, uh, who are you with last night? Who's this? Who's that? You know, like constantly tabloids uh, producing, like sometimes even if they're if they're fictional, but or if they're not, if they're fake, but producing random stories just to just to mess with you. Like then you got columnists and editors and people that are like just like just analyzing pictures of you and commenting about, oh, is this guy. You know, he's getting fat or he's getting skinny or he, he, does he have a drug problem because he's getting skinny? Does, is he is he overeating? Is he going through some sort of relationship problem because he's getting fat? Like so, like all, all that, like all those speculations that they go and, and you know, like even though they could be fake or, or are not real or fabricated, that still affects the day-to-day -day of that person's life. Do you, you know? think, it just came to my mind, do you think that you just mentioned like you either bust or you shine, right? But you're still broken. Like what's happening right. with Britney Spears or, or has been happening. Like she, uh -huh. she was shining and then at one point she busted. And <clears> since <throat> then she's been on a spiral. Her parents control her money, which is a, a bit unfair. <clears throat> and I mean, she's like in a really sad situation. And, you know, she's somebody that was like from very child, from you know, just pushed to do like this and that by her parents and shit. And she became successful. But again... 
you you could sort of say that because of that she missed out on like acquiring basic human skills to like function in life would you relate those things or am i just uh, a little bit uh, hi there buddy <laughs> hi there um i i totally agree like it i think it's, it has to do with pretty much any case of of extreme uh talent that um that it was brought on by the parents um like pressure and pushing and like like if it's driven by the parents somewhere along the lines they're not going to get something that they that they want or need to uh, to not jeopardize their their future of of singing dancing um uh, uh, movies or um music or 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 sports yeah and you could see like it's crazy right that there were things that the 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 father taught him that later on came to matter right like in golf it's a very mental game like a lot of them have the same skills or close to the same skills but it's it's your mind game in that moment and 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 doing the strike correctly especially in courses that are complicated and his dad had that thing where when he was gonna hit it he would like move his keys and make sounds and and you know to the point where like one of the other golfers was like hey why are you doing that like that's fucked up and he's like no i'm 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 like teaching him to not lose concentration with nothing and you could see that on the fucking moments where like you saw the magic happen uh-huh. he just fucking zoned in and nothing uh-huh. else mattered and he just fucking killed it which i wanted to get to the greatness of of what he is and 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 what not only what he was, but what he is, because he's still playing. Mm-hmm. He did have an accident recently, which I really hope that he'll be fine from, mm-hmm. and he'll continue to, because he he could get the the record um, with the most wins. Right. Uh, I believe he has fifteen or sixteen, and the record is nineteen. The record is nineteen. I thought it was seventeen. No, I think it's. Yeah, I, could, I could be wrong. I think it's 18 or 19, but yeah, it's one of these guys like from back in the day. Right. But uh, they, they, even though we don't play golf, uh, I mean, you know, we'll have a couple beers and go to Top Golf and, you know, <laughs> yeah. do our thing. You know, I'll put them all in the green little, I, I have my little tricks, but, <laughs> but you know, we're not a golf guys, right? Yeah, uh, uh-huh. we're not. So, but even even then i was able to fucking feel the the, the thing when he, when they showed you the the images of him winning and the shots that he took and the beautiful fucking fields right or well, it's not a field the the courses where they would play the pitches um, uh-huh. did you also feel that like emotion of like god damn this guy's doing magic even if you don't if we don't understand golf that much Right. I mean, I, I did I did feel like an like an aura was present when when like he was on the field to the point where it would show like where he had to play against like opponents and the opponent had to go first before him. You you can see the the like the the fear or the the terror that the opponent had just by being next to him. Like he didn't he didn't have to say anything. He didn't have to do anything. Just him like like oh shit I have to play Tiger Woods now. 
fuck <laughs> like i'm fucked <laughs> and and they would and they'd miss and they'd like you know they'd mess up the shot or they they uh, veer like to a certain direction simply by him like his presence being there you know yeah that that really spoke a lot about about who he was and and then going back to the whole training about his dad um that i i felt that that training came more from his his military side than from the golf side the whole mm. like not to get distracted i can see that practice more in like an, in a military setting because remember that he was he he, he was like a marine and he That's specialized true. in 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 bombs so imagine how 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 like nerve-wracking it would have to be to to be like tweaking or disarming a bomb you know so, i didn't even think of that like that's so fucking relevant. The military background of the father definitely had to do with the type of um, of teaching that he gave the kid, right? It was very military style. The the military was more more prominent than the than the golf. Like the golf was was easy because it was just like the skills of like hitting the ball or whatever. But the military training is where it came in, where the dedication, the fortitude, you know, like the just put keep pushing no matter what. Like the fact that he that like the whole knee thing that he had. And he kept pushing. That was that was military. That that had nothing to do with golf. <laughs> yeah, and and dude, I love the part. This is also where the creativity comes in, which is where where I'm a bit more uh, interested in. It's like he would always say, like, "How are you golfing?" He's like, "I'm I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting better." He's always getting better, <laughs> and 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 he's changed his shot. If I'm not mistaken, a couple times or more. So he creates new swings, and then he applies them. And uh, I believe recently he was doing a, a different style. I mean, it also speaks of how beautiful the golf, the game of golf is. You know, like how complex it is. Um, right. And 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 after I watched the documentary, I got hooked on this shit, and I started watching like modern um, championships. You know, like Masters. Uh -huh. And it's nothing like you would think it is. Like, it's a lot of young guys, man. Like, twenty-year-olds, they're they're dressed like really nice, like you know the golf the golf thing, but like really modern. The golf gear, uh huh. And dude, some of the motherfuckers hit it like baseball players, like. And so when <laughs> when when I saw, and I think this this was shown on the doc, um, when he's playing on that last. The most recent one. He's playing with a lot of young guys. Imagine the pressure that you would feel if you were him. You're older. Your knees is fucked. You have all these young guys, you know, with big cocks just fucking swinging around <laughs> here. And you're still coming through and letting them know, like, hey, doggy. You know, it's el, el, el papi. Sabe, el big papa in el, the house. Like, el tigre. El tigrazo. <laughs> el tigrazo. Sabe, este cuarto es mío. <laughs> so I thought yo, I thought that shit was so fire when he was like, like I don't know if you remember on they, they showed one part where like it was like this hit where you needed to go over a lake. This was on the most recent uh -huh. one, mm -hmm. and all the the new kids couldn't do it, and he just went like, and just put that Bruh. shit there, dog. That Sometimes it doesn't have to do with, with strength or with uh, physicality. It has to do with technique and, and years of experience. And confidence. And confidence. It's such a confidence game. 
Uh, I have friends that play tennis. Uh, you know, they still do, but you know, like they could have. They were at the at some time when they were younger. They were really good, and they could have played at really high levels. They went to championships, but you know, the the 20s came around, and they preferred to do, you know, weed, cocaine, and fucking beers. You know, so <laughs> but but now that they tell me that at one point in tennis, the best players, like the first thousand players in the world, they all have pretty much the same um, uh, technical skills. <clears throat> Mm-hmm. And the only thing that differs the winners is the mental game. It's like not fucking up and keeping your confidence. And golf is exactly that. Like when those games that you play only you one on one, it's really the the like well, what happens when you like a team games. You have more margin for error because the fact that you have to so many people that that play along and. There's a lot of margin of error. When you play one-on-one, those margins of errors are cut because you're the only one. You control everything. But because of that, the stakes are higher on any error you make. And a lot of it is a mental game. You miss one putt, you miss one thing, and then you start fucking up more. Mm-hmm. I see this happen with, like, if I'm playing video games and I'm and I'm doing a thing and I fuck up one fight, it almost makes me feel like, oh, I lost the whole battle. Like, <laughs> I can't come back from this. Right. I mean, look at me fucking comparing Tiger Woods to me playing Warcraft and shit. But, shit, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but I, I just found it incredible that he had that thing. And I believe now he has a new swing because he says, you know, like at this age, uh, how I am now, I can't be hitting that shit like it's, like it's a grand slam. Like, so he changed it so that he could do a swing that's less aggressive, more adapted to. And I think that's the beautiful thing about golf too. Like you could have young kids. And then you could also have old people playing, um, adapting their swing. Right. I mean, it's, it's very nice to see that, that that like there's no age like restriction on on golf. Like you could be any age and still play it. Obviously, the, the younger kids gonna have more power, but he's gonna have the experience of a person who's been to the same pitch twenty years in a row. You you already know that like the back you already know the pitch by the back of your hand so you already know what's the best place to to put the ball like what's the best place to you know to have the ball to for the next shot because you're not just shooting to to shoot you're not just hitting it to get it out of there you're hitting it to set up for to get a hole to get into that hole. Yeah, that was another interesting part, right? That these courses are the same courses that he's been playing for twenty years plus. So just the fact that he's hit that ball so many times from different places, he already knows like, oh, from here, I've, I've hit it many times from here. It's better to do it like this because over there I risk fucking it up. Like, it's just so much knowledge that the other ones don't have, right? And it's not like you can go play these courses on a weekend, right? Like, it's, it's not like you could, hey, I'm, this, you play these courses on the championship and that's it, you know? Right. Or, or unless you fucking Tiger Woods and... Type shit, but and then you, get, you get invited back or something, but that's it. Yeah, to practice, but I, I, but from what I understand, I mean, these are courses that not everybody can play on to just practice. You know what I mean? Right. And on the Masters, they only show you like the top things, but there's a lot of people playing, and a lot of people that are like, even though they're playing on the Masters, they're not known. And it's not like they can just call and be like, "Oh, I want to play in Augusta to practice the course." Like, no, you you play when you come. <laughs> you play it when you're a champion. <laughs> That's it. 
yeah so, so like yeah, like could that, you imagine that like they're in the middle of like a, a masters or like a champion and somebody else is just like putting on the next hole over <laughs> and they they get there <laughs> and they're like well we're, we're still here like we're still going on the spot and he sees like some old guy just like trying to hit the ball and he I like he's a little the bit tea time for 7 p.m <laughs> like get the fuck out of here get the fuck fucking espn is filming <laughs> Yeah. Um, would you be down if the Broski Doodles uh, do well in life? Because, you know, golf is not a cheap sport. Uh, right. You know, to get the gear, get the looks, get the thing. I would have, you know, I imagine you would like a, you know, like a very Miami golf <laughs> look. Um, but for us to go, you know, with a little one of those electric carts, um, a little cooler filled with Presidente beers and, and just fuck around and, and hit the ball uh wow like uh, <laughs> i would be down for to ride on a golf cart <laughs> i'd be down to get dressed up but to play golf like a whole like what like nine holes of golf and i've never played i mean i'd be down for it it's 18 but i'd rather do the top golf first at least and then you know, do, do like a you haven't done top, I've never golf, been to top golf either no, no? Mm. oh fuck i thought you went never to either one this time okay all right, well, we'll, we'll go to Top Golf a few times first, but you know, eventually, I gotta take you to the big leagues. I played before. Actually, I played quite some golf in the past. Okay. My dad used to take me back in the day in Miami uh, uh -huh. uh, to different courses in South Florida, and and dude, we I remember we used to go to places where we would pay fifteen bucks each, and that would include. Mm -hmm. The 18 holes mm -hmm. and a lunch, which was like a burger and fries. And so, really, yeah, I mean, the courses were like in, you know, they were more ghetto, but, <laughs> but, you but know, like here, close, like here in fun. the US, yeah, in the US, yeah. Oh, I'm down, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, no, I mean, that was like a long time ago. I'm pretty sure you cannot, let's play say, what, like this day, 50 bucks at least each, 50 bucks. Uh, even even a hundred bucks, I'm still like, you know, shit. I'll, I'll try it once. No, but dude, I'm saying like, yeah, not only to play soon, but in the future, if I'm able to have good money where I can go to nice courses, I would choose that as a sport to practice because it's actually it's actually a really good uh, sport to do for like your body and shit. I, I mean, if you don't do it like Tiger, you know. <laughs> but of course, like you know, who the fuck are we? I mean. That's Tiger Woods. He's trying to get the best shot in the world to fucking win yeah. 16 fucking <laughs> Masters in this bitch. Um, I, I didn't want to really touch race in this because it's, it's not really the most relevant thing, but it, it, it did. It was talked about in the in the doc um, yeah. when he was going to when he played the first championship that he won in Augusta. Apparently, yeah. he got some like racist messages and it was very like it, it was important in a way because the contrast like he's a black man playing there in a place if i think they said it used to be a plantation the augusta uh -huh. field so so that you know that took part and also at the beginning when he was becoming something with nike they uh -huh. did like that commercial with nike that was very racial um what, what do you think of that I mean, it it was uh, astonishing to see that the year was, I think, that it was like 1999, and 
it was the first time that a black man had ever been to that Augusta field to the Masters. Uh, I like as oh, a, as yeah. a player. That yeah, that was the first time that a a, a black player had been to that Augusta field. Um, and to to receive the level of uh, I guess racism that he was getting at that time was like wow, like even 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 at that point in time there was still like that level of racism going on and i'm i'm assuming that a lot of people weren't happy about it uh had it been a, a lesser man he might have succumbed to the pressure and and not continued not played just because of the, the racism but it's tiger um tiger had this uh, excellent ability to compartmentalize you know his feelings from his his work so like no matter how how bad he was feeling he he had the ability to click and just you know, pro golfer and human, pro golfer, human, you know, like, like, like a switch, clack, 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 clack. Um, to the point where the the tour that he had did with uh, where his dad died, um, his dad had died. He went to go do the, the uh, another, another master's or something like that. I, I forgot which one it was. And he, he was like dead locked on winning that championship you could see in his eyes that they were like empty and the moment that he knew that he won that he sunk in that last hole in one and then there was no way that anybody could beat him he immediately like just up and bald and started crying and you know he's he's hugging his caddy and hugging his wife and crying his eyes out because he was he was just then at that point in time coming to the realization that his dad was never going to be around to see him succeed or to see him go to these masters to the, to these champions. So it, like that feeling was setting in because he, he had to switch. Like he switched from, you know, emotional human being to, to golfer. So he had to switch the moment that he, he won black, the switch just like, it just went on its own. He didn't even like actually physically did it, but the, the switch just, just went and bro, like, like I, I cried when I saw that. <laughs> I yeah, don't know you about could, you. You could feel that when he grabbed that caddy, he was like, "Fucking <laughs> man, that shit felt powerful, bro." Yeah, yeah, definitely. That definitely. was powerful. It's crazy, bro, because that documentary, <laughs> man, is one of the best fucking sports documentary I've seen mm. because of the inspiration that I felt from that shit and and the emotion, you know. Um, and like you could you could tell that the caddy had not received that type of emotion from <laughs> Tiger because he gives him like a normal hug and then and then you see him like oh no shit yeah. like Tiger's he's like, trying to, he's even trying to like back away but he's like oh shit I'm still like stuck in here so let me like give it like a this weird little little pat <laughs> yeah it was like a little pat and that became like okay I got you but you are right like you felt right away that 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 hug wasn't about we won it was no. about the dad. Yeah. And it was like, almost like, it was almost like at that moment he was grieving that right then. Right? Right. That's that's what I, I felt like. Like, like he's like, fuck, like, damn, shit. You know, like, this is, this is it. This is, this is, this is my life now without my dad. Yeah. You know, it's crazy that people that are great like that still have normal ass problems like, you know, like the guy that gives you your meal at Wendy's, you know, which could be me. 
or, or BJ at any moment in time, you know, we're good with the <laughs> uh, fast food community. I've been there, done that. Um, but I'm saying like, they're not, they're not protected of human tragedy and, or in a human condition, you know? And, and then, well, and then later on when you see him fail, right? Cause of, he gets caught driving, uh, impaired uh-huh. and all this shit and you, uh-huh. and, they, and they show him in the worst of ways. You're like, like, I kind of, even though I, f- I thought it was fucked up that they could obtain those records to that show this guy in that way, which I think is fucked. Um, it almost made you feel like, oh, fuck, he's human. You know, and I know some people say that that takes away from like the heat, the, like the, 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 the character, the person, the legend, the legend, but in a way it also makes you, if you see it the other way around, it's like this person that's human, like you and me that fucks up, that, that was caught on bars also is a fucking beast at one thing. And he's the best by 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 many by many fold, or at least at, at his peak. At his peak, he 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 was better than everybody by a lot. Right. Now, when he wins, it's tight. El tigre. El tigreazo. <laughs> do, oh do, man. Do you think that he'll be able to win the remaining amounts of masters? Or, or major the, events that he needs. The, I think he needs like three more. I I think right now he has to focus on on recovering, um, whatever he went through with the, with the accident. Um, is he capable? Does he have the capabilities, the mental fortitude to, to do it? Absolutely, without a doubt, he can he can do it. Um, will his body be at, at a level where it'll respond back with what the request that he makes? That's that only time will tell with, with that one. Um, I think he's definitely capable of doing that and more and exceeding the amount of wins that anybody has had. Um, I just I just hope that his body's on the same page. I am definitely Team Tiger, Team El Tigreazo, Team El Cuarto, <laughs> el tigre. <laughs> team Hashtag El Cuarto del Tigre. Oh, oh pero que la vaina. <laughs> and I also think that I mean, hopefully this accident didn't set him back too much, but before it was almost impossible for him to come back and they did some surgery on his back. They put some like bionic thing in his back and now he's, you know, fucking chirping like a newborn pigeon. So I believe that along with technology, along with large amounts of money and his mental fortitude of El Tigre, he's going to come through. (laughs) And not only win the required amounts to match the record, but to exceed it, like you mentioned, and he will become the best in history. And and so yeah, and I wanna let Tiger know that we support him a hundred percent. And if he wants to come to the podcast, uh, to, you know, let let people know about about what what's going on in his life, and we'll, we'll give him that free publicity. Just just catch up, just you know. You know, catch up with the Broski Doodles. Let her know what's we going just, on. We have just a try large, to be real. Yeah, just try to be real. We have a large viewing, and I think we can, <laughs> we can get you a lot of sales of uh, 
Nike golf clubs. <laughs> Once again, thank you to the Broski Doodles that listen to us every week. Um, working hard on having a lot more clips coming to you so that you can also see uh, the podcast in clip form if you're not ready to hear me talk shit for an hour. Uh, <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate every one of you. If you haven't, please click on the subscribe button and on the like button as well. Uh, if you could comment, that would be great as that helps the logarithm. It tells YouTube that uh, it's not completely useless to distribute my content <laughs> in their algorithm. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you for watching and thank you, BJ, for thank chilling you. with us today and reviewing this Always a one. pleasure. Peace. Take care.